0: the jury that the death was in Mr. Van Devoort's family, not yours? Shit. Was he bluffing, too? This game could cost me my license to play cards. I mean, <laughs> practice law. On the contrary, Your Honor, I would object to any attempt to gain the jury's sympathy for male counsel, whom you are clearly favoring. In fact, I move that you recuse yourself immediately on the grounds that you're partial to defense counsel, sir. Judge Kroongold reddened. Recuse myself? Step down on the last day of trial? Up the ante. Yes, sir. I wasn't sure until today, but now you've made your sexism quite clear. My sexism? He practically choked on the word, since he fancied himself a liberal with a true respect for women, like Bill Clinton. Are you denying my motion, Your Honor? I most certainly am. It's absurd, frivolous. You'd lose on appeal. Judge Kroongold shot back, but twitched the tiniest bit. It was my opening, and I drove for it. I had a straight flush and a dead mother. I believed. With all due respect, Your Honor, I disagree. This sidebar is interrupting my cross-examination of a critical witness. Every minute I stand here prejudices my client's case. May I proceed, Your Honor? Wait a minute. I'm not done with you, Ms. Moroni. Stay here. Judge Kroongold scowled. Mr. Vandervoort, take your seat. I've been reading about you in the papers, Ms. Maroney, so I can't say I'm surprised by your showmanship. Play all the tricks you want. It might work in this case, but it won't work in Sullivan. You're in over your head in Sullivan. It gave me a start, like he was jinxing me, but I couldn't think about Sullivan now. Then may I proceed, sir? Of course, Ms. Maroney, Judge Kroongold said loudly. Ladies first. Thank you, Your Honor, I said and turned to face my jury, but not before I remembered my bereavement and brushed an ersatz tear from my eye. Which is when I caught a glistening behind the engineer's glasses. Winner take all. I shifted position on the stool that had been my perch in the butcher shop since I was a kid. Dad, you're not happy for me? I asked. Swack! His stocky frame bent over a rack of fresh lamb. He separated two chops with a familiar cleaver and more vigor than necessary. I won 400 grand, you know. Thwack! Thick steel-rimmed glasses slipped down his bulbous nose. His bald dome was a constellation of liver spots like a planetarium. The jury was only out for an hour. An hour. That's nothing. Thwack! Dad, if you don't talk to me, I'm going home to my boyfriend who doesn't talk to me. He cleared his throat. I don't like what you did in court. It wasn't right. Why not? I won, didn't I? I didn't raise you that way. I raised you to be a good girl. He brandished the cleaver at me, but I barely flinched. I've grown accustomed to my father threatening me with sharp objects, you name it. Boner, slicer, butcher's needle, I've had it an inch from my nose. It's good training for litigation. Good girls make bad lawyers, Pop. Ha! He returned to his work. Dwack! I watched the traffic through the neon letters in the Moroni's meat sign with its glowing orange pig. My father's shop was in the Italian market, a city district of stores and outdoor stands hawking fresh crabs, squid, and poultry. Wooden pallets and cardboard boxes were piled in the gutter. Pictures of apples smiled from the boxes, and the California oranges looked positively giddy. But the fruit pictures were the only things smiling in the market lately. An arsonist had burned Palumbo's restaurant to the ground, and a Vietnamese jewelry store down the street was robbed at gunpoint last week. My father's shop hadn't been hit. He thought the crooks respected him. I thought they knew he was broke. Dad when are you going to sell this place? Thwack! Come on, Dad, you're not mad at me for the trial. You're mad because of the Sullivan case. Right. Dad, you want to discuss this rationally for a change? Fine, Miss Fresh Mouth. My full name. Usually he shortened it to Miss Fresh. Listen, Fisk Hamilton is a federal judge, one of the most respected on the bench. He needed a lawyer, so he came to me. What's wrong with that? You're living with his son. Yeah, so? I lived with Paul Hamilton without the benefit of marriage. The fact still rankled my father, even though he didn't like Paul at all. Just one of the many paradoxes that made up Vito Moroni. Thwack! Dad, like I said, he said cryptically. LeVon Basin, who was sweeping up the sawdust in the corner, smiled to himself. LeVon was the shy black teenager who worked for my father. We both pretended LeVon was there to help with the customers, but that wasn't the real reason. There weren't enough customers to keep even my father busy or my Uncle Sal, who hung out in the shop from time to time. LeVon, I called out. Do you know what this man is talking about? LeVon smiled and continued rearranging the sawdust. Thwack! What? What's the matter? She don't understand English, professor? Tell her it means like I said. Levan shook his head, showing the wisdom not to referee. Why don't you just talk to me, Dad? You should have said no. No. N-O. Turn down the Sullivan case? Why? It's the biggest sexual harassment case in town. It's once in a lifetime. Hmph. <laughs> Rita, did you ever think the judge might have done it, huh? Of course I had, but had rejected it. Dad, this woman's asking for three million dollars in damages. She just wants to make a quick buck. I saw that girl's picture in the paper, and I'm telling you, she's not doing it for the money. A trickle of thin blood oozed onto the carving board, a lighter color than the Jackson Pollock bloodstains on his apron. This was why I became a vegetarian, no question. Dad, why are you still mad about this? It's a done deal. I take her deposition tomorrow. I don't care how classy this judge is. I don't like him using my daughter. It stung. He's not bluffing. I asked him, I watched him answer. Don't watch the player, watch the cards. You got the cards in front of you, and you're not looking at them. He's playing you for a chump. Dad, Fisk is a federal judge. Oh, yeah? So what's he got between his legs? A gavel? So genteel. My father loved to talk dirty. It was his favorite thing. His coarseness drove my mother nuts until she fooled us both and had the last laugh. Silence fell while we both cooled down. I knew we would. We always did. He'd raised me by himself in this shop. I cut my first chicken at age eight and my first deck of cards the year before. An atypical girlhood. We'll leave it at that. So, you want something to take home? I got nice Delmonicos in the back. No, thanks. I don't eat dead things, remember? Miss Pris, red meat is very good for you. Right. Anyway, I want to go out and eat. To celebrate. To celebrate take the steaks, honey. He winked and wrapped up the chops. Stay in and celebrate. I forced a smile. My father didn't know Paul and I hadn't been getting along. I'd been trying not to worry about it. It happened in a relationship. I'd hoped it would change with Sullivan. Paul was close to his parents and was already showing an interest in his father's defense. We were talking more than we ever had. It was the reason I'd taken the case, even though judges and butchers apparently disapproved. And it didn't matter, really, whether Judge Hamilton had harassed his secretary or not. All that mattered was I had to win. I sat at the dining room table next to a half a glass of Chardonnay, waiting for Paul to come home. I had opened all the mail except for the letter that mattered. I wasn't ready just yet. The unopened letter was from my doctor, I took another sip of wine and rolled it around on my tongue. It was developing a taste as it warmed up. It tasted too young. Paul had taught me what young meant as it applied to the taste of wine, as he would taught me many other things you couldn't learn on a stool in a butcher shop. We'd been together for five years but were no closer to marriage than our fifth date. It was my reluctance, trying to build a practice. I had postponed the decision. Now it was upon us and we were in trouble. I took a last swig of wine and picked up the envelope. It only took a second to read. It would take longer than that to understand. Suddenly I heard Paul's Cherokee rumbling on the gravel driveway. I slipped the letter in a stack of catalogs.